Oh, yeah. The federal government is really keeping an eye out for people who are defrauding others. Who's next to go to jail? Bitcoin. Who is next to go to jail? So this is an important conversation. There was some audio issues, but we, you know, we're not professionals. This is the more you know when it comes down to the exchange. I had a good man call me up, Mr. Ralph. Oh, it's another Whatever. Ralph, the you know who you are. And this is Reggie Swinney. Welcome. Porcupine Podcast. Our host came on before, but we had something to talk about. We wanted to let you know. So here is recordings, conversation, I think we're So let's just dive right on into it. Let's review it together. All right, so we'll let's do it. it. Let's do it. Well, you got to be kidding. Yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is, 
if I'm able to open it up on my computer, you can narrate it. I can keep it silent. That's what I'm saying. But then it won't be in the recording if you're not if your computer is not part of. That's the okay though. But movie. you're in the recording. You're talking to me, and I can see it on my computer. Get oh, what I'm saying? See it, but you'll see it on your screen. I'm gonna yeah. see. I'm seeing it. Everything you got on the phone right now is perfect. If you send me the email, which you just did, I'll click I just on. Did, yeah. I'll click it on. Yeah. For some odd reason, if we're, he's not speaking. I don't hear it. Well, you have to click play. I did. Let play. me just see something. Let me see something. We're gonna go. Okay. With, we're gonna go with what you got. Okay, so I do hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But I prefer. Let's do your thing, man. I'll, I'll get it. You okay. explain it out. I'll look at it later. It's, we're we're okay. talking the same thing anyway. Go ahead. Okay, so let's set the stage. Let's right. Set the stage. First, first thing I'm gonna say is, uh, let me stop presenting because it's getting confusing. Right here, I'm gonna kill the people. There you are. Don't, right. And that's don't me. kill anybody. <laughs> I'm not killing. I mean, I'm killing the screen. All right. Well, you're looking good. What's going on? Yeah, thank you, and no, you look good. And, no, no. But um, this has nothing to do with local politics and nothing. It's just these, some of these guys are from New York City. I, I know of two of them from New York City, Long Island, and, and one's a name Trapani, so it's probably an Italian name. I won't mention that. In the, but what happens is they have a rental car business exotic uh, car or lamborghini or whatever it is they're trying to rent cars right and where do they live they live here i guess they grew up here they went to school here but they eventually go to miami and they have a rental car business okay. and it turns out it, i didn't know this but the rental car business you don't need any cars you just kind of are the broker between other people that have cars and and then you can buy cars with no money zero money and uh, basically people who want to rent cars are willing to deal with these people i guess especially and Somewhere along the line, they don't make enough money doing car business. So this one guy who's named Sam Sharma, and now he, fast forward, is in jail, right, for 10 years or nine years, whatever it is. He, he's, in, he's noticing the cryptocurrency world, and these guys create with, um, I guess, the help of what they say is Fiverr. Don't you go on Fiverr? And they get programmers on Fiverr. And they and they basically blame everything on the so-called freelancers, they call them. So that's the stage, right? And the guy who's talking is an old-time programmer, Cliff High, right? I've been on youtube and watch and he'll post videos that are 24 hours long i don't even know how he does it and he seems to be a one-man shop and he used to be a programmer i guess he even talks about it and he uh has been writing this software that predicts the future 
for many, many years, for decades and decades. And now he's older, and I think his wife is sick, or his dog is sick, or all these things are happening, and he's talking about oncology and stuff like that. So maybe somebody has cancer and in his family or him. I don't know. But he also seems to take credit for predicting 9-11. Does I think this, I heard of that guy. This guy's going, but there's probably a lot of people like this, but this guy you probably have not seen because he's very uh, idiosyncratic. But there's a lot of people that think they've predicted 9-11, right? But the point is that what he did was he accidentally promoted this Centra Tech coin. Remember, the name of this company that these three kids relatively kids, I mean, 30-year-olds, did, was called Centratech. And this guy, Cliff High, who has an advisory report, and he kind of tries to predict the future, and I guess some people trust him, right? Mm -hmm. And what happened is he predicted that this central coin would be good, would take off. And you know how he did it? Oh. Not by actually reviewing and looking at documents. He just did it by words. He scans the internet and the word Centra matches some other word. And and, and it's just, isn't that crazy? But that's what he does. And he even apologized for it. He says, I made a mistake, right? But his mistake seems to have helped the Centra tech coin offering. And stop me if I say things that don't. Well, make basically, sense. he 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 promoted the. He had a platform, and he had followers, and they felt that he didn't write about some of the conspiracy or the fact, the falsified facts of the truth, and they went with his recommendation, or Actually. not even rec- not even going with his recommendation. Heard him talk about it and say, you know what, we'll do it. We'll research it, and what belongs to them, they went and they purchased. Not knowing who they're purchasing it from, and I and this is a separate case than the one I thought you was going to talk about because there's a guy out in Long Island, this Chinese kid, Lonesome, did it all by himself, created a blockchain, went to China, came back, blah blah blah, convinces people to give him ninety million dollars. Wow! Like all of the ending downfalls of any such things like this is spending lavishly stealing the money and getting practically no jail time because this ain't this ain't in the billions this guy's probably going to get 10 years of federal time and with these young men you're talking about this is a totally different one because like you said earlier anybody can create a blockchain in a, a freaking uh yeah a, not a, anyone someone with some skill. well what i mean by anyone anyone that either has the money or knows how to do it can do it now, I think you're talking about Ray Salon, a former FTX. Nah, I'm looking for this shit. At, no, no, this is a young Chinese, a young kid that got their money. And I'm looking through my computer while I'm talking to you. And I, I was like, I hope I didn't throw this shit away, but I found it. Oh, it's on my phone. Yeah, he freaking convinced us. What's his name? What's his name? It's, it's, I, I'm looking for it. It's a Chinese young man. He's out of Long Island. And I'm saying, damn, maybe this is the one you're talking about. No, I'll, I'll no, find it while we're talking. Chinese. Young man out of Suffolk. Oh, NYU student owns $6 million crypto mine, maybe? 
No, he was. Um, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We won't get bogged. We won't get bogged down. I'm a fine. It's not bad. This guy looks like a real crypto mine. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. His his ninety million dollars missing. He freezed it. He spent twenty four million of their people money, and the SEC came in, and they stopped. They 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 stopped. They stopped it, and they saved whatever's left of what he spent. He's apologizing. He's solid. But you have to give me a name. I'm going to find it. But you talk about yours. All I'm saying is you're talking about three kids now. I got another guy. And it's so on and so forth. But as as you're talking, I'm looking for a guy. I think we should careful with saying kids because they are thirty year olds. I mean, what I mean so, by yeah, I'm, well, I'm yeah, right. relative to us, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I say kid. I shouldn't say that. So um, that's the case. So do you want to record about this case? Because I haven't started recording. I'd like to turn it on. Yeah, you want to I, I'm, I'm, I, my stuff. Um, I'll, I can only do the recording through you. So just go ahead and do it. Okay, so I'll do a pot, uh, a screencast, and what you can, you can do is review it because I can make it unlisted on YouTube, and you can review it. And right, and I can do the same thing here. So I'll click it on. So let's just go. Let's go with it. Let's okay, go cool, with it. cool. So I would like to start with that. Uh, let me just do the screencast because I think there might be a way to record. You know what? Let's start a new meet because it only has an hour, and it's going to kick us off. So. How much time do you have left? Say again? How much time do you have left? I don't know. I don't even think it tells you how much time. Let's see. No, see, copy, joining. But let's just start it. Oh, there it is. Timer. Your your call ends in 42 minutes. Maybe we can do it. That's a lot of time. Yeah, 42. Yeah, so. And then we can pick it back up. Yeah, we can always do that. I didn't know. Now, I'm going to be a devil's activist. I'm going to hear what you're saying. Because I know a little bit more, and I just read an article about this kid. I don't know. I thought I saved it because I knew you were going to come on. Um, and then from what I'm reading, I, I'm just looking at the stu- stupidity of the investors. So go ahead and start, your, start talking. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's I, – I, I don't want to use the word stupidity. It's just lack of no, – but let me admit that Fidelity – has a spot Bitcoin ETF or ETP, uh-huh. and I invest in that because it's fidelity. And think about the benefits of a decentralized finance currency or commodity, whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. Right? The advantage is that the new the United States government has a, and you and I have a thirty-four trillion dollar deficit mm-hmm. right that means and i'm not going to use the terms they use of printing money but that means that the value of your dollar every dollar you earn or get through whatever social security whatever it is people earn right or get is worth less and less and less right you see that a slight just to keep it real right a slice of pizza is now three dollars okay How, well, that that means something, right? Of course, because it if does. you you earned a dollar ten years ago, and it's worth less and less and less and less until it becomes worthless, right? Mm-hmm. A- and the nice thing about this um, Bitcoin, I'll just use specifically Bitcoin world and cryptocurrency world, is it's a limited supply. Theoretically, of course, things can change, but it doesn't have the ability to inflate 
right? The way it works is it goes to a certain money supply, uh, uh, 21 million Bitcoin, and that's it. From then on, the world has to work within, it's almost like the gold standard. Remember the old gold standard? In order to have money, you had to have Gold. You had to have some commodity, something to back up your 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 your, your money. You know, something. Well, it was gold. It yeah. was gold. The U.S. was on a gold standard, and there was never a silver standard. That was, um, I think, William Cullen, William Jennings Bryant tried to uh, get us off the gold standard onto a silver standard, but that never that would never worked. But it, let me ask you something. It, when you said, did you get up to twenty three? What when we get when they when they hit the, million. when they hit that plateau? What happens? Imagine a world where you cannot just create new dollars. Mm. That's the world that. So you're that saying that, that at that point it will hold its face value? Oh, well, it has to, right? Because if there is no new, they're saying 21 million BTC. The actual term BTC is the token name, right? Is worth. It, it depends on whatever it's worth. We always relate it to dollars, but what if in the future people don't even talk about U.S. dollars? Then it'll take centuries and centuries. So what would centuries. back up the worth of the money? Is this is cool. is, is, is it could be just air money? What backs the? the no, so basically, of the US basically, dollar? when somebody buys a BCT, they're yeah. using regular dollars to buy fiat currency yes fiat means its only value is because the government says it has value Uh right by fiat by government fiat it used to be a gold standard so you're saying what will what will the value be see let's start uh, the screencast because i'm going to start that because i think these are all good questions so uh, you can introduce it as let's just talk about the value of cryptocurrency or something like that all right, so I'm going to start a new, and you introduced your show or whatever. I'm going to say when it starts. I think it takes a while before the recording actually starts. So it says three, two, one, action. Okay. But let's wait a few seconds uh-huh. because I think this screencast takes a few seconds before it starts recording. And it doesn't tell me, so right. go ahead. You- well, this is the host. Of the facts of the porcupine podcast i'm here with my good friend ralph he's a programmer he's an investor he talks about btc he talks about everything that has anything to do with crypto he's a he's an incredible individual my, and this is the facts in the porcupine podcast and what we're doing here we're just doing a take we will we're going to re listen to it later on and they're going to edit and we're going to make sure that everything that we upload whether it be the video or the audio is right on cue and it's all ethical and honest we do not ed we are not financial advisors whatever you hear in this conversation is open for your ears you you the research no different than the way ralph is and the way i do i am one of the fortunate individuals to be the host to find out more we had four shows already totaling five shows with ralph coming on in a long, a while back we were just running it going talking but now that we have some financial fraud in the in the industry now that we are at the point right now where the investors are going to have to be a little more savvy and not so much in a rush to invest because anyone can create a blockchain with that being said you got the floor ralph thank you thank you uh and uh, reggie thank you and reggie's been 
around for Bedsty and doing everything for the community, and we thank you. And maybe what I'll do, since we're doing the screencast and I'm here twice, I'll turn off. I don't know if I can do that while it's running. Can I turn off this little one? Let me make it smaller. Okay. Or maybe you can split uh, the screen where we can see each other. You know, because I'm in the corner. Oh, actually, yes, you're the right. You let's see. That, I, you know? Yeah, let's see. Oh, you're in the corner, but it depends on what I see. So you're big on my screen. I understand so, yeah. that, but we in, had in it when, when we had the third party. It was all three of us, but nevertheless, it's all right. So we'll, yeah. you, you know, because I can record the screenshot by hitting something on the phone and then record it. But you know, if, if we can see each other talking, can you can you split it where you I see you, you see me? Like I see you and me on my screen. That's what I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to do that, but I think you control that because on what you see on your screen and what I see on my screen are two different things, right? And I'm recording my screen, so well, you I can just control. lost you. I don't want to. I'm not touching nothing. Let's just talk. Talk. Well, yeah, you, yeah, I you got the recording. You see me. I got the recording. We see you. We'll post it up. But anyway, like you, you mentioned to me earlier, and I mentioned to you, you're talking about three, three individuals that did some unshady behavior with Bitcoin or with a blockchain that they created. And then I was thinking that you were talking about the same guy that I read about. So here we go. We got, you got your guy and I got a guy that I found out about. My guy is 90 million, got caught. Federal government came in. He's out of Long Island. I guess Long Island young men are finding out. He's a mathematician is what he was supposed to be. And he went traveling back. So go ahead. You, you, we, we're well, going to go with your story first. Well, I just want to describe that I was listening on YouTube for some reason and what disturbed me and I'll go right to the to the most disturbing part is the way I, I, it's three individuals from Long Island and then they go to Miami and start a rental car business and that doesn't do well enough for them and they start exploring one individual starts exploring the blockchain and they come up with this centra tech coin or centra coin and this is what really disturbed me is and i think your listeners and our listeners and my listeners should know about this is that there is order book manipulation and order book is how you buy and sell anything even the stock exchange has an order book right and any exchange has an order book and how do you get into this cryptocurrency world you have to go from dollar you can't just magically unless there's they have these things called airdrop where they just drop coins that's a little bit scary right people just drop coins into your wallet they say uh that but the normal person uses real dollars real u.s dollars and then they have to buy into they have to buy these coins right it's almost as like buying into a stock a security right now let me hold you up for I, a minute let me oh, yeah, ask you questions anytime yeah this um like when you say the stock exchange needs to follow this what what is this um is it an organization that auto what did you you mentioned a minute ago because i didn't want to i'm going to interject because sometimes when you go on i miss, I miss the thought you're saying yeah, that exactly. in order for them to drop or to create a coin to do any commerce, they have to be a part of no different than the stock market. What do they have to be a part of? And what is it? Well, it's called an ICO. Just the way okay. in the 
in the stock world, they have things called IPOs. IPOs, I see. Okay, okay. What they call it in the crypto world is ICO, Initial Coin Offering, right? And this is even more bizarre because all you have to do if you want to create your own coin, or I guess you can create your own... See, it's even worse with uh, Ethereum because you don't even have to create a blockchain in order to create a coin. So I, I, in this particular case, I don't know if they used Ethereum. I think they did use Ethereum. And they simply, in the case I'm thinking of, is this Centratech, right? The company was called Centratech. Okay. And they had a rental car business, right, in Miami. And I guess it didn't do as much money as they wanted so one of the guys who's now fast forward in jail right has been convicted his name was sam sharma or sorby what was he convicted of stealing people's money fraud i can explain exactly good always ask questions because i want to ask they since you mentioned that what were the crimes fraud but here's some specific crimes when they decided to Uh, create a white paper, which is how you propose an initial coin offering, Mm -hmm. they put in it that they had a CEO and they they named him and they had him on the website. And it turns out it was completely made up. The CEO was some random guy that they found on LinkedIn, I think. And the poor guy was a real guy, a real person in Canada, a professor or something like that. And they kept saying that he is the CEO. So right. how did he not he know that he, they were using his name? Well, how would you, anyone know? Okay, so it's now like, stop right there. Yeah. Now, with that being said, these three guys failed attempt in New York for rental rental car company because you're up against Enterprise and Hertz and all that. Goes to Miami with the most lucrative drug money and all kind of shit there. They create a coin. And when they created the coin, did they put $2 million into the coin to bring to make some value? So basically, they got a, 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 a letterhead, a fake CEO, a coin. They probably did some of the regulation rules and regulations to make it valid because anybody can check. And lo and behold, without a blockchain, you said, they have a coin. So you're buying into a coin that doesn't trade on any platform. And you don't know who the hell you're buying it from. It's like a dream, right? All right, so I'll let you go. (laughs) And these people are promoting it on Reddit. And the thing that disturbed me the most is there's a guy that's still on the internet who's not in jail because he turned state's evidence and he didn't get jail time, right? Uh, He just announces that he would go in. You asked did they put $2 million in. No, I don't think so. They had nothing. Zero. And basically... Uh, they probably had something from the rent-a-car business, and they also borrow money from their family on credit card, no less. Right? He's very proud of it. So there's an interviewer I hear. The interviewer keeps saying, "Did you pay your family back at that point? Did you pay your family back?" Oh no, they didn't care. They don't. And so imagine if you borrow four hundred thousand dollars from your family on their credit card, and you don't pay them back. Is well, that, well, what uh, type of position are the families in? Are these rich white boys? Are these rich black guys? Are rich Africans? 
it didn't sound like that to me. I mean, I didn't ask. I, they I mean, just I locked up an African really well because he did the same thing. All right, so continue. So you got three young men who was smart enough to create a coin. Like, you ever, you ever, you ever get those fake coin dollars? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. But in this case, there's things, there's websites called Reddit, and you've heard this whole uh, craziness about uh, GameStop. Have you heard in the... Yeah, that's what the young men, those, those, those are the Silicon Valley young men have have their own chat lines and, you know, platforms. I, I I don't think it's just Silicon Valley. No, but I I'm just saying all, all, yeah. all, all these mathematicians and these guys that are graduating out of these schools and understand that there, it, there is a means of collecting funds from people just by on the sure chance of the internet and greed. Yes, but that's the people that profit from it. But I think that some of the people on these Reddit boards right they're just forums right are young kids and think about what's happened with the economy right they i watched some videos where the guy said well i was planning to buy a house in 10 years right but by the 10 years passed by the price of housing went up 10 times and so his plan to buy a house was destroyed by the cost of housing Right, because he had made okay. a plan. He was going to earn so much. He was going to get to a certain point, and then he would buy a house. Yeah. And of course, this video was about building the house. So this guy decided, I can't buy a house. I'll build it myself. But that doesn't work in New York City. You can't just uh, pop up and build a house. Uh, you can't just buy an acre of land or two acres or whatever. Well, you can, so, but where are you getting the money from? Exactly. Well, out in the boondocks, you can do that, but you can't do that here. So these people on Reddit have income. But they can't buy a house. What are they going to do with that income? They're angry at the system. They're angry at uh, their younger in their 20s or Gen X or whatever they call themselves, right? And But they do have income, right? They work. They probably don't get a fortune, but they get enough. And these are the same people that bid up the price of, of uh, what was that, GameStop, right? GameStop, remember it was in the news that people short – GameStop, these hedge funds, I don't even want to mention names, I don't recall the names, but the hedge funds short GameStop, right? Short means they're betting the game, the GameStop is going to go down, right? You've heard of these terms, right? Shorting. Well, well, well those guys, they, they beat them at their own game when they did the GameStop thing. They, ran, they, they shot it down, they bought in, shot it up, then pulled out. Is that how that went? Yes, but... Uh, a lot of young kids got hurt in the in the game. Well, for those ones and that wasn't the, the ones that created the platform, of course they didn't get hurt. They knew what they were doing. It's the ones right, that were easy you, to get in. Right, but when you say created the platform, there is no platform. See, the trading app that they use is Robinhood. Okay, right, and I, I don't think Robinhood is involved in this. In the, they benefit from it from the trading, but they got hurt in the news, and in, so there's multiple parties involved, right? There's Robinhood an application. It's just a an app that runs on the phone, and it's basically a brokerage, right? right? And what happens is there are young kids on Reddit. 
I, I believe, you know, I don't know their ages. It could be a range of ages. Yeah. And there's these uh, Reddit groups called Wall Street Bets and things like that. And somebody posted on there saying, look, I can see, I guess a lot of this stuff is publicly disclosed, that there is over buying or overselling. Basically, there's a giant short position on GameStop. And he said, he or she or whoever it is posted, that if we run up the price of GameStop, then these hedge funds are going to lose massive amounts of money. So now that is their opportunity to get to stick it to the man, right? Mm -hmm. That's, I guess, the expression, right? So let's say, what does short mean? It means you buy the stock. I mean, you don't buy the stock. You have a position you have a responsibility to sell the stock at a certain price mm -hmm. and you're betting that it's going to go down right so you don't even own the stock but you say look i'll sell it to you at a uh, 10 bucks right but you don't own it right okay but but it's a contract, you know, it's selling short means you buy something without the money, right? So you borrow the money to, to buy it. But if this guy, if this person on Reddit detects that, which is public information, anyone can detect it, right? There's a large short position on it. And I, I don't know the exact details and I don't trust, but let's say they post that on the Reddit board and they say, it's going to, let's run that price up to kill this hedge fund, right? Whichever hedge fund, right? And they do it. The price goes from 10, from whatever it was, let's say it was uh, $10 at that point, and the guy says he's willing to sell at $10. Now the price is $500. And the people that have that contract that says, you have to sell to me uh, GameStop at $10. A million shares wow. and they're saying sell it to me i mean I, I, here's my whatever number of dollars i want this many shares of gamestop and so they have to go into the market and buy it at 500 dollars, sell it at 10 i may not be describing this exactly correctly but you can see there's an enormous mm -hmm. loss there and here's even sketchier i know we're all over the place but it's even sketchier that what did robin hood do robin hood stopped the buying on their platform, you could not buy GameStop anymore. You could sell it, but you couldn't buy it, right? Oh, really? You know what that does? You know what that does to the price, right? It freezes it. It's gonna, it's gonna plummet, plummet the price, yeah. right? Because you can only, you you can't buy it. You can only sell. So, <laughs> and I don't even know. I guess it had to go to other exchanges to to sell. I I, I don't even want to get into how. Well, I think is, the reason right? why they did do that because the stock was, they were losing money on that stock themselves. Well, brokerages are not supposed to lose, but they do have to clear through clearing it. This is right. the difference between uh, the SEC, the real stocks that we know, and cryptocurrency. It has no rules right. like that. The problem with, uh, the problem that Robin Hood was having was they have to have uh, there's some type of collateral they have to have That's with what I'm the clearing yeah. out. Right. Yeah, and and this type of jump, I exaggerated maybe ten dollars to five hundred dollars, causes an enormous uh, 
risk on their part. And I don't know the details about that, but I know that other clearing houses, not clearing houses, other brokerages, there was some, and I even saw the video and I posted it on my YouTube channel, the guy, some older guy explaining what the uh, dangers are for the brokerages. Right. And I don't care. I don't care about the brokerages. I don't care about, you know, they, why do we have to worry about Robin Hood? Right. I don't think. But well, what be would be the danger of people pulling all their money out and they don't have the because uh, it could be like a Ponzi scheme. Yes, but clearing do you, I think we have to go over because I don't even know this either, but we have to go over what clearing. So let's go too. back from the beginning. You got three young men who did something that they. They created a, a blockchain, no? No, I a think coin. what they, they did created a is coin. they had a coin offering. They called it Central Coin. And I think what we'll do is in another video, maybe review what this guy Cliff High, mm -hmm. uh, who's a older guy that's really to the point. He says, I'm a grumpy old guy and I want to answer this question. And then you hear this uh guy who's in jail, uh, Sam Sharma, actually say he's in the dark because the video, this is a live uh, video that they did, and it's just posted on the internet. And and you can't even see him because he's, you know, the, the screen is, there's no light in the room. But I don't think he did that on purpose. I think he just didn't know. And he is basically lying a lot. You know, maybe there's some grains of truth, but there's a lot of lies. And uh, Cliff just calls him out on all these things. And th the point of it was that I wanted to describe to people, to your audience and, uh, you know, my, uh, is that order books can be manipulated. And this is what this individual named Trapani seems to be proud of saying that he, this is what he actually did. He would go into the exchange because remember, their goal is to up the cost, the, the per the per coin cost. In the beginning, it was $2 per coin. So people were saying, oh, it's a good deal. You know what their fraud was? Was a fake CTO or fake CEO, but it was also on their white paper. It said they had a deal with Visa and MasterCard. Imagine that. People reading it saying, holy smokes. These are the first cryptocurrency, maybe not the first, maybe there's one in Singapore too. And they basically were very proud of saying that they stole everything from this company in Singapore. And this all ties into, I think the company's name was 10X, and there's some connection to, I believe, between 10X and Crypto.com. Have you heard of Crypto.com? Not the first time. Crypto.com, if you just put it in the news, is got sponsorship on arenas here in america they i oh, think go ahead. keep have, talking i know something heard. keep going keep going i won't I'm, you keep have going. yeah and they, they got yeah now here's it's what i here's what i know of that now so so what, what i really want to do for the audience and, and for myself these three young men are they all in jail no one of them turned state's evidence, and I believe is not in jail. He's actually. I well, he's he's, a, he's gonna give, he's gonna he's gonna um be the prosecutor's witness. Hey, he but, already this is already passed, so yeah, he's so paying he, he, restitution he, and yeah. Things and like what that. and and the amount of money that they connived people out of was what fifty million, twenty million. 
We'd have to look at the FBI report. I think it was in the 30 million. Range. Okay, so 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 we're under 50 million. One guy's in jail. It seemed like the mastermind, the guy that came up with the idea. The one who took credit for a lot of it, yes. Well, the, 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 the outgoing guy. And then now one guy turns state evidence. What happened to the third one? I think he's he got some time too, maybe a year and a day. Right, the because... typical year and a day. Uh, there's some certain, certain levels of players who would... So the jail time that this individual got, was it more than 10 years? Uh, I think about you know. nine years. We nine years. Okay, no problem, no problem. We're just trying to narrow down so people would know that you, you pull some shit like that, you're not going to get this one year or two years based on your participation. But what I'm really puzzled about, they created a coin, and in that, What was the coin for? Buying energy? Buying oil? How did they pitch that to get these folks an opportunity? We 15-minute warning. Yeah, good question. 15-minute well, warning. Well, we'll go back on and come back on. We, we part one of yeah. this conversation. This is just cracking open the egg. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you said, what were they selling? What did they I promise? Yeah, what was the coin based on? I, I might have missed it. I, I just said it. They basically had a company that allowed you, according to their white paper, to sell, to use your cryptocurrency as if it was a credit card. And I believe now uh, PayPal and things like that actually let you do it. And maybe Crypto.com okay. does it too. And, and at some point Stripe had that. But they were earlier in the game, right? And they were copying this company. And they had money to back up that because uh, PayPal is owned by... Uh Month, Elon Musk. So you know, he it used to be. Yeah, used to be whatever the case may be. So that platform would let you use their services, exchange money, and they would charge a fee. So there was some kind of legitimacy. No, but that. here's what Cliff actually said. What Cliff, the guy who uh, called it out, saying they on their white paper said that there would be no fee. So. That's the rules to get you in. No, no fee. Yeah, the rules to get. Yeah, but you're not allowed <laughs> to make up. But here's the bigger question. Here's the bigger question, and this is an easy one because this is not like the other ones that you were talking about, the other blockchains and the ones that are really working because there's tax implication. Here's the big question: When you bought the coin with U.S. currency or foreign currency, the Yale, the whatever. It had to go somewhere. Did it go in a bank? Did it go in a holding yeah. company? Oh, it went into... Yeah, these guys got that, yeah. So they had a they bank set up. Hundreds of thousands, a million. I think, yeah, I but think where, would they, where would they store the actual cash? It had to be in a bank, and they would sell you coins based on your purchase of how much money you did. Your money had. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. It may not have been... Uh, you because you remember the trail. You can buy into an ICO with other cryptocurrencies, okay. right? So you didn't have to use. Of course, it all had to start from dollars unless it dropped from the sky. What is an right? ICO? What is an ICO? What is that? A bank? Is that a a clearinghouse? No, no, it's an initial coin offering, just like an IPO. What is an IPO? You have the ability to buy the the Twitter IPOs, right? You can buy it 
at the New York Stock Exchange or wherever it's uh, so it's the initial one when it first starts. So these shares, they just these coins just generate them out of thin air mm -hmm. and you have the ability to buy them with other cryptocurrency with ether or stuff like that <laughs> now if we follow that back it goes back to probably fiat currency i that part i don't know i don't know i'm sure if you had a million dollars and you wanted to buy some of these coins they would take it i'm sure <laughs> yeah well they take people's so, money knowing that there's no it's a hole in the in the well you know it comes in, yes, but it, it bottoms out, and it's and what we're giving you back is just a plastic coin. Who makes up the coins? Is it a is it a, a printing no factory? Is the way they make the U.S. money? So there is no real coins. It's just it's just a th they just use the word coin, right? But it's just numbers in a computer, right? Because and in fact, the, the blockchain is the ledger, right? It the ledger like when you deal with Chase Bank or something like that. They have a ledger on their side. It's just a database. And your bank account is in their database, right? And how much you have currently is in their database. And they have a history of all your transactions mm -hmm. probably going back all time. And they only show you a certain amount because they, you know, they, they, um, want to limit their storage and we, needs, and, but I'm sure they have. Yeah. And the people that have the, uh, the wherewithal and have the money to invest that, they don't, I, I can't understand how you would not want to see how long the coin has been in existence. What was the actual height of the coin at its best moments? But, who but are the CEO? And who are the CEOs? They could have called up the guy. Excuse me. When we at five minutes, we'll we'll. Uh, but you, it goes back to what I said. Is right. I think remember some of these uh, cryptocurrency things were airdropped, right? So it means that they just got it because it's like magic money that comes out of nowhere, right? So some of them, and remember, if you go back to the history of of, of Bitcoin, the original Bitcoin, somebody offered I think ten Bitcoin for a pizza. Right, and ten Bitcoin is now worth like four hundred thousand dollars. Well, right? I'll or tell you, when they sent out when they sent out those little things for free, and you never put your own money into it, you just had it, and it created yes. value, and then you didn't put no money in. See, that those are the people that are ahead of the game, and then you get yes, these coins. The ones playing Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the coin, and then you sell it. And when you when you sell a crypto coin back into the blockchain. Do you get any money back, money, material, anything, a house, a car? Well, remember that you can exchange one coin for another coin. There's ether, there's blood. I get that, but you don't want to, what if you don't want to do no more coins? You just want whatever you got, you want the money. fiat currency, right? Well, that's where these exchanges happen. There's even websites like localbitcoin.com or something where you, let's say you have Bitcoin and you want to, exchange it for fiat money that's what they call it fiat meaning government money right and we'll say usd so government USD. money terms in the crypto world is fiat 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 is not that's a term that's an, uh, a word in the dictionary fiat as opposed to gold-based right fiat see 
I think they make a distinguish between currency and money, but I'll just use the word uh, fiat currency, right? Because that's a phrase, right? That just means it's not backed by anything. It's backed by fiat means by decree. It means fiat. I'm timing us. We're at 46, 12 minutes. So, you you know, you said it's only, what, 50 minutes? It's eight minutes left. Okay. Right? So we'll, we'll wrap up at five, five minutes left. But you asked a good question. Fiat is, U.S. dollars is fiat currency because the U.S. government is backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. That's it. That's all. So if, if tomorrow everyone starts saying, well, I don't want a dollar. I don't want the dollars. I want crypto. I want BTC because it's not inflationary. Do you know that the merchants, it's to their benefit to accept non-inflationary currency, just like as a, as an employee of an, a company, if you're an employee, you can say to your employer, I want to be paid in non-inflationary currency. I want to be paid in BTC, in Bitcoin. I don't want to be paid in dollars because dollars, I'll have to convert them to Bitcoin and dollars, um, their value goes down over time and the value of Bitcoin goes up over time. Right. So I'd rather. So imagine if the whole world starts saying that I want and, and a merchant comes, you come into a merchant, right? Merchant just means a store, any store. Right. And they say, well, and obviously it's not going to happen overnight. They're not going to say, I don't want credit card. I don't want that. You know, they can't do that because they kill their business. Right. But what if they have a sign saying, if you pay with Bitcoin, I'll give you 25% off. Because already when you pay with credit card, there, the merchant doesn't get the money for like 90 days. I didn't even know this. I, I, I always thought kind of it was a shorter period of time, but it takes a long time for that money to actually get to the merchant, yeah. right? And on top of it, if you go in and buy something for a dollar with a credit card, you ever notice they don't want a credit card charges for less than a certain amount? You know why? Because... There's fees, not only is there a percentage fee, but then there's a fixed fee too. So if you buy it for 30 cents, their fixed fee is 30 cents. So they're not making anything, mm-hmm. right? They, they, so they don't, so imagine if the merchant says, when you go in there and you buy uh, an item and you give them cash, you know, they make a better deal. They get a good, they get yeah, well, they, profit. Yeah. Well, First of all, they don't have to worry about the 90 days. They got the cash right away and they don't have to pay the 3% or 4 whatever it is, percent charge to the uh, Visa and MasterCard yeah. and the card network. And they don't have this issue with disputes, right? Because you buy something, let's say you go in there and buy a thousand items for a dollar on your credit card, right? Each a thousand transactions or a thousand people go in and buy a dollar item with a credit card and they all go back and dispute it. Right. Right. People don't even like to talk about this, but that uh, that that uh, merchant will have a thirty thousand dollar irreversible dispute fee. Right. Because he got a thousand is thirty dollar dispute fee irreversible. So now he sold a thousand dollars worth of items. And now he's lost $29,000 yeah. <laughs> and that's just the start of it. So anyway, we're, that's the, the, um, world we're in. So yeah, let, I'm going to let you wrap up cause it's five minutes well, and then we'll start again. If this you is the first half of a, a lengthy conversation that will take place 
where we are going to unpack the uh, the froster, the crooksters, and the people. And let me tell you something, investors. You have to do your own due diligence. I mean, there's no way in the world if you see all of a sudden a, a coin comes online and prior to, uh, I want to be in really first, I want to be in the big deal, and then before you know it, you're already, and even if you're putting in any kind of money, what was the most, the largest investment to these young people, to these guys? Oh, oh, this particular case, I think it added up to $30 million, so Yeah, I but what I'm saying, individual investment, 500000 50000 25000 but it added up to $30 million. And in this one in Long Island, they, they're going, I, I'm going to find that one. He's up to $90 million in revenue coming in to, to do what? So what does he do? The person that's pitching your purchase, your coin, or your... BTC coin or FT, whatever the hell you call it. I like to know who the hell is telling me to do XYZ. If you got, see, because greed plays a lot into this. You blatantly on that private exchange, what was that again? Ritter? Ritter? Uh, Centra? You no, the one that they, they talk on, they chat on, the, uh, Reddit, Reddit. Reddit. Yes. You got all these, you got all these Ivory Leagues, these techies, these mathematicians, that's they, they got their own personal sites. And some of them are clever enough to even create a site that can lower you in. So this is the first half of a wonderful conversation. We're going to take a, a station break. And I got to go to the men's room. I want to get something to drink. And this is, uh, yeah, it's heating up to be something interesting. But like we said earlier, it's just a conversation on the facts of the Porcupine Podcast. It is the boy you know. Uh, he gets, we get out, take a minute, see how the children are doing. We're going to try to find these articles. But we, but what, you've already... Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine. Mm. Yes. Facts. You got it. This is going to be a block because Ralph's got some more This is Ralph Reggie on the Facts of the Porcupine Podcast on Bitcoin. Yo, don't be trying to get slick out there and create a coin. <laughs> I know you're going to do that, but the platform. I, I have been trying to figure out, you know, my guy, you know, we took out at the hour and a half. I'm trying to pin down with an uh, investor who buys a coin with a nickel, a dime, a dollar, a, a, a printed note. Whether it's from Germany, wherever, we buy it with real money. Get a coin. Oh, it's another a podcast with the Porcupine and, and the problem experience. with this particular guy, people wanted to pull out some of their money, and he kept stonewalling them. That's when somebody got saying, wait a minute, I gave you a fucking million dollars.
the podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Welcome. Right now, if you create one, you probably don't even get listed. 
in these exchanges because they say, well, look, there's some due diligence now, maybe. But back then, there was no due diligence. So the answer to your question is, there is no uh, regulation. At least there wasn't at that point. They're trying with the FCC and Spot Bitcoin and, and ETPs or ETFs, whatever you want to call them. There's more regulation. There's more lawsuits. It seems as if... It's SEC regulation by lawsuit. So what they do is they look at what's happening, the SEC or the FBI, they work together uh, probably, and they just sue. They sue you for violating. One of the things this Gary Gensler says over and over again is a security. The definition of security is an enterprise where people are promoting it and there's a profit motive and it goes back to a court case in Florida about some guy had timeshare timeshares in Florida and he also grew a floor, he grew oranges okay. and he said instead of instead of uh, well I forget I think they had a time they had it was either one or the other. They could buy the timeshare or they could buy investment in the orange grove. And it turned out that they were selling them, intermixing them. And the, the government, the Supreme Court, I believe, decided that it is a security. What he was doing was a security. It was not a timeshare, and it was not a commodity. It was it wasn't property. It was a security. So when you say and security, let me just uh, interject. Security means what? He had access, access. He had access to back up what he was offering. Well, a good question. Security and commodity. See, I'm not an expert either. Right, right. This is my understanding. The this security is usually the coming in with people, you know, not knowing how things are. Oh yeah. Dropping not knowing anything. Right. Okay. Yeah, not knowing anything. Okay. Security Exchange Commission. Gary Gensler is the chairman of the Security and Exchange Commission. And what does that mean? It's a commission. It's a body. I think it's a five-person body that votes on things. And he's just the commissioner of that body, right. and he probably also has a staff or something. He's obviously paid by the government. We can look up his salary and everything. But U.S. security, what is a security? We'd have to look up the definition of that. Okay. That's a result. Well, that, we'll leave that for your listeners to do that if they're not clear on it. Because well, but I can summarize. My understanding is that right. has to do with a for-profit enterprise where there's people promoting it as opposed to what? And one of the things that you can compare it to is a commodity. Okay. A commodity is, is uh, something like uh, pig bellies. Right, something that is worth of has value and but has okay. Yeah, but a commodity more than just has value because uh, manure, I guess manure has value too, but it doesn't promote itself. There is the pork bellies themselves don't promote. There's no body promoting. Maybe there is a dairy industry and things like that. But if you look at the dairy industry or the pork industry. Uh, the meat and dairy industry, I think they're non-profits. You can't, I don't think there can be someone that is promoting broccoli. I think they have to, so it's a, and the the reason why this is important is because the Security and Exchange Commission oversees securities. 
Not an overseas commodity. Well, there is no, no commodities can be part of security. You know, you no, no. I'm, I'm not standing to be corrected. Okay, well, there's a separate body that um, regulates commodities. I got it. I, I got good to say. Okay. Commodity. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're two separate things, and that's why this cryptocurrency industry is very confused because we cannot clearly identify. Uh, Define what is Bitcoin. So, excuse me. I, that, go ahead. I got you. So, let me do this to you. You said earlier that you are invested in crypto through fidelity. Well, through so, fidelity, so the my, stock Bitcoin ETP. No, you know, and, you, and it does give you the actual right to speak about it because you're in, you're in the game, you know. Why did you go with fidelity? Well, I don't think it's a good question. Because Fidelity seems more of what? Uh, trustworthy than... Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Did you hear what he just said? Okay? So, don't blame anyone outside of yourself. Because a new coin can hit the market. Can have some... Like you mentioned in the last conversation that these guys tied themselves to it in sports arena. And I know something about that because there was a group in another country, I think the Netherlands, wherever it was, the last great big Olympics, um, football. It was a soccer, but they call it football. And these guys got one advertisement opportunity and they set up a Bitcoin. They brought in millions and millions of dollars and at the end of all, at, at, you know, when it was all said and done, it was a, it was a scheme. Yeah, they, yes, they, yeah, they yeah. try to they try to go after the the actual organizing committee that was in charge of FEMA football, whatever the hell it is, and they had no knowledge of what this guy was doing. But he had they were very clever. He had some type of advertising, something he did there, and he just ran with it. Once he got on their brochure or whatever on the on the stadium or one of these vendors, they just took it to another height and it happened to be a fraudulent kind of situation. So people are trying to stream along with validity to what they're getting into. And it just seems like that's the dark spot of this whole crypto thing. Now I got my man Matt who gave us he's a big time involved. And I guess he'll hear this, and he'll, and he'll he'll have a lot to say about it because this this currency could never work if you're going to have these actors like this. Well, think about the U.S. dollar. People say, "Well, Bitcoin is used for fraud and uh, money laundering." Having the money. What is? But yeah, but what is the biggest currency used for fraud and money laundering? Well, the U.S. dollar. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is the deal. I got twenty dollars off. I can go outside my door, and if I want that carton of milk or those eggs, I'm gonna have to give them something to get it. I'm using a dollar, or I'll go in with a bitcoin. Hey, do you take bitcoin? Unfortunately, excuse me, I don't. But see, Brooklyn does. They did something. So that's the whole thing. You're pumping well, like say Brooklyn will take Bitcoin? Yeah, I bought a shirt out of there through some kind of little thing they did. It was it was cute. Well, how did you get Bitcoin? Well, basically, it's not, it's not simple. I, me and you were talking about this before. 
where they set me up a Robin Hood account or something? I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, I have a Robin There it is right there. You can see it. You can see my account right there. It says, it has the rainbow. It has the rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there it is. You can see it, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't show it to everybody. I don't give a shit. You know what I got? I got inside that account, I have $1. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the shirt that I purchased, I got to show you this. It's like 2,946.01. I bought an exclusive shirt for like 100 bucks. There's the item. Oh, there's a camera up there. You can't really yeah. see it. But um, yeah, no, it's I have the shirt here, and I got to talk to them because I can actually sell this shirt any given time. Because when I bought it, you can see the arrows going up. But all in all, I purchased something. By, they set up that account. I, transferred, I did a $100 transfer into that account. And I was able to buy the shirt through that process. I think it was FTC, uh, some, 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 whatever they call it. Sounds like FTX. FTX. That's what I think it is. Yeah, that's the guy who's in jail. You know where he is in? Where? You know where he's being held? Yeah. No, it's the Brooklyn Detention Center. Oh, really? His name is. S, uh, SFC or SBF? SBF, I think. I'm going to, if I could, I know that. I'm going to send this to you if it can go. But, what? well, okay, so now, we get into a point where you have three young men. One is turned state evidence turned against the guy. Why is, like I asked you earlier, the one guy that's in jail, he must have been the mastermind of it. Or they really want to yeah. lock somebody up, you know. They really want. They got it. They got three guys. Why did they let the other guy go? Because he probably didn't have much involved. He didn't know he was just probably a go alonger. But now, you got it. When I, like I said to you, when I before we got on, I googled. I was trying to Google the young man that they just caught out there. And he's got a ninety million dollar fraud. He's going to jail. He says sorry, and not a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. That's Restor the restitution. It could take them forever to pay that yeah, thirty-four million or ninety million. And Whatever it is. The interesting thing about the he said it. This uh, man named Trapani said that it's ten percent of his earnings. So he probably will be paying for the rest of his life ten percent of his earnings because uh, well, it's only so much, only so low they can. Something. So 10% of right. his earning, if he's only making $700 a week, he's never going to pay that off. Exactly. That's what I thought. He said he's going to go back to his construction job. Uh, <laughs> like he made. And if you're getting your income garnished, right, like this, right, you usually try to reduce your income, right? No, you don't. So, well, I'm, I'm going to be, I have to make a deal and I don't know if you reduce your income because you don't want to. If you listen, it's cost of living. Oh, you know this. You know. I know a little bit about this kind of shit. You know, like you, you, like the, like the DA. She's talking all of this about how she spends cash, how she does this, how she does that. I don't think the lady knows what she's really talking about. But all in all, which DA are you talking about? In Georgia, there's a case going on, and there's oh, all kind of bullshit. So let's get back to this now. The answer to your question is. The one guy did more. He's the one that faked the documents. He's the one who created those part. documents, right? Yeah, he created the fake documents. He probably was the one telling the freelancers, you know, do this, do that. And then um, it, it's very, 
uh, disconcerting when he you can read the chats, you know, the text messages, and he'll say, "We'll just blame the freelancers." Laugh out loud. That's it. That's isn't that great? Well, 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 what we have here is we have an orchestrated fraud. Yeah, yeah. And let me ask you a question about a white paper. What does a white paper do? Is it supposed to convince someone? Is it like well, a business plan? They call a white paper. I think a white paper could be just like a business plan, you know? I, yeah. I mean. Yeah, that, if you if you look on tech stuff, uh -huh. white paper is usually the boiled down tech version. So of, a business, of, a, of a business plan. Of a business plan or like the Google search as a white paper. And it's something that's supposed to be readable by the public. And the way, it's supposed yeah, okay. to be exactly what this product or this service stands for, no? Yes, yes. It should be the proposal. Right. We propose like to do this to the, for the general public in good faith and good honesty, whatever. The offering plan, just like I think they call it offering plan right. or a co-op. And it could be anybody that wants to invest in that dream. I would put it in that perspective. No, I said dream. Like I'm dream, dream, yeah, the dream, the dream, the uh, all right. So going back to what I thought was disturbing, and we talked about it last time, but it didn't record right. Is one of the things that they did was they set up a coin they called Central Coin. Right. And one of the things that really disturbed me was the man named Trapani. Goes on, he's still on YouTube videos saying what he did. And what he would do is called pump and dump. That's what and I was going to ask the word I was dumped. looking for. I don't think they did the dump. Well, they do that in the pharmaceutical industry. You know, they, they hype up a drug, hoping that this drug, if FCC approves this. So people want to get in early, and then they don't get the approval, and then it dumps. But isn't, but that, but this one's even worse because he goes on. He, remember, they got investments, right? So they have Ether. Ether is a type of cryptocurrency. And I am not sure of every single detail, but this is how he talks. And I'm just repeating what he says, Trapani, is he goes in and let's say the coin is selling for $2 a coin. Right. Right. And there is no physical coin. It's all virtual, but they use the word coin. And he goes into these exchanges which are centralized exchanges usually centralized just means everything is happening on the ledger? server is it on the ledger is it on the ledger well here's the, the question yes it depends on what blockchain they're talking about i believe this was all done on the ethereum blockchain okay which is is somewhat uh, more questionable but more programmable and what they did what he did personally, which he was very proud of, is he'd go on the centralized exchange and the the um, coin, their Centra Tech coin or Central coin, I think they called it, would would be selling at two dollars a coin. Well, what is their incentive? Their incentive is to get the coin worth as much as possible, right? So how do you drive the price up of anything? Right? Market it. You but you market it, but it, it is. But this is even worse. Okay. Let's say you control the stock, the Apple stock, and you want the stock to go up. And you can control who's buying and who's selling. Let's say you have millions of dollars and you can control the actual exchange where things are happening.
happening. How are they right? doing These, that? How are they doing that? Well, he said that he found a dark web, and then he said, oh, no, not dark web exchange that allowed him to put in an order. Remember, this is all done on the Internet. Right, right. And this was, I think, before the Know Your Customer laws. So you could create many accounts on these exchanges, right? And you can create two. You know how you can have multiple uh, Internet accounts, right? Is he, doing so that he, to, is he doing that to show that there's so many people interested in it? Where absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But even worse, he described that he would put the, the thing is selling at two dollars a coin. He would put in a an ask of two dollars and fifty cents a coin, meaning he's willing to sell at two dollars and fifty cents. Right. But of course, there was offers in asks. They call it bid and ask. There were asks in at two dollars and one cent or right. something like that. Right. Somebody was willing to buy. Uh, or are willing to accept two dollars and one cent, but he wants the price higher. Yeah. So he says, "Look, I'm willing to sell at two dollars and fifty cents." Then on the other side, under a different account, I assume because I think exchanges don't let you buy from yourself. He he went in on a different account and said, "Oh, there's a, a million shares or a million coins at two dollars and fifty cents. I'll buy that." Because he had the money, he had the money to do that, or the ether. They, at this point, it's ether. What is ether? What is ether? The term? Ether is just another type of cryptocurrency. Okay. It's the one that's more programmable, a bit more programmable, because it has a Solidity programming language. And so think of it as Bitcoin. You could just use, it, it's actually a different one that's, that the ledger is, is, done in a completely different way through proof of stake versus proof of work. And there's validators that have to put up 32 ether. It's a whole different system, but let's uh, think of it as just another cryptocurrency. Right. right? Okay. But the fundamental yeah, but, excuse law, me, but it has its own blockchain and its own ledger, no? Yes, yes, okay. yes, it does. And it's something called EtherScan where you can okay. uh, verify. But it's a, it's it's not using proof of work. It's using proof of stake. And it's well, we have a whole other show about that. But the question is, why in the world do the exchanges allow someone to buy from themselves? Right? How do they not know? Because remember, when the exchanges first started. All you need was an email address or maybe even nothing. Well, he's got a different email. He's got a different email yeah. and, and different alias, and he drove it up. He drove up his yeah. own coin through another yeah. mechanism. Yeah, well, yeah, show like purchase. Yeah, yeah, show purchase, and then now valued it at that height. And if anybody wanted to buy it, get in now, you're buying it at that 250 where it really was only worth two. Oh, it wasn't worth anything. No, and, and I'm just saying, the whole for thing the, was a fraud. Yeah, the whole for thing the was sake a fraud. of saying, if there was anything worth, you know what I'm saying? It was a fraud. Right, he's manipulating the price. If it was all a fraud, and in, in, in the court case shows that it was, they said at the end they got it working, but that's way too late. Is that illegal what he did? Oh, yes, yeah, that's why they're in jail. Yeah, that's why the guys in jail. But if they're in jail, and when they start these coins, BTC. No, he wasn't in jail when he. No, 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 no. When they when they come after them to put them in jail, and they started these coins, and then order for them to, to have the coin have some type of validity, is there any documentation from the FCC, from the from the Trading Commission, 
from any financial institution that would allow someone to say, we're going to be exchanging commas through money and crypto coins, fake money. And I, I, it almost seems like the government allows them to start up and do what they do, because you're going to have some winners and losers. They're watching their ledger. They got to have some type of, I mean, in this guy's case, in the Florida case, these were just three guys. They just put a coin in. You sent them the money. It went to their bank. Right. But when you say money, it was crypto even at that point. It was uh, Ether or something like that. So the, to answer your question is no, it's not regulated at that point in time. Right. Even to this day, it's not really fully clear. They're not clear on whether Bitcoin is a commodity or, or a security. I believe now it's well, it should a, be, a commodity. It should be whatever it's used for. If it's used to buy food, maybe a commodity, no? No, if it's used to buy food, it would be a money or a currency, right? But it 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 ended up not being used that way. Not many, in the beginning. That's that was the whole point of the white paper. Peer to peer cash. Explain what it's going to be doing. Peer to peer cash means what? Peer to peer cash system means removing Visa, Mastercard, the bank, loans, third parties. If we read the white paper. It says very clearly that no matter what system, when there's a third party involved, they have to mediate. They end up inevitably having to mediate the transaction. And from a from a, a merchant's point of view, when you go in and you and you um, pay them with dollar bills, right? That's very different than when you pay them with a credit card. The reason is you can ask why. Why is that different? Well, obviously, a credit card is traceable. Cash is not. It's fungible, right? Fungible. Cash is fungible. The, the credit card has all kinds of third parties involved. It, when you pay with credit card, there is all kinds of fees that the merchant is paying. Mm-hmm. At least 3% may sometimes more, right? Unless you're Amazon or you might ask the question, why does Amazon have a credit card? Why do they? Because they earn they money pay. off of fees. Yeah. Yes, but they're not a bank. They just brand the credit card with, with a bank. Even PayPal, I don't think, is its own credit card. I no. think it, no. it just brands. Think about the – and Visa and MasterCard are not the credit card. They're the payment network. Right. They're, they're the exchange. They're the exchange. They're, yeah. They're just the uh, internet right. or whatever you call it. Back then, there was no internet back then. So they're the wires that connect. And if you look at the back of a credit card, it has a bank's name or bank core or there's some bank involved. There's right, right, right. Involved. There's a form of transactional accounting. But you go back to the white paper. The peer-to-peer cash is Bitcoin is supposed to replace, or not replace, but be similar to cash. Very similar to cash. When you perform a block, uh, a Bitcoin transaction, a blockchain transaction on the Bitcoin, uh, let's just say BTC blockchain, right? Because there's multiple Bitcoins now too. Uh, when you perform that transaction, that's irreversible. You can't, the only way to reverse it is for the the receiving address to send you something back. Right. Just the way when you hand cash to a merchant, you can't say, give me that cash. You can't just go back 
register and take it back out. Well, he has it there. If you, he has it there if you need to. No, but I understand. You do that legally, that's stealing. No, so no. What about the word? What about the word return? You bought something, you want to return it. You want your money back. Oh, that's a that's a process. That that's not that's not you calling up uh, some third party and saying, oh, this thing didn't work. Take the money out of that. Uh, oh. Take the cash out of the cash register and send it back to me. Oh, I gave no, you my. Oh, I gave you my money, and yesterday my uh, truck broke down. I need. $50,000 in. Okay, we'll send it to you, and then I'll call you again. We'll send it to you. Our, our counting is still working out all that bullshit. So once you get, that's what blew the whistle on this other guy. So I don't know what you're talking about. No, but what I'm saying is if you invest in these these, these, these crypto coins, right? oh, yes, yes. That's, that's and then all of a sudden, damn, I need 20 grand. I just gave them 56 million the other day or the day before. Somebody, when the reason why they get busted is when people want money. When they want it's their like money. It's like any Ponzi scheme. Right. It works on the way up, but it fails. And I love the guy, Cliff High, who talks about this. He says, you know what was the biggest uh, bank, or the biggest uh, uh, Delaware corporation that had one of these systems? Mm -hmm. It was in the, the trillions, probably. And his name was Bernie Madoff. You know, he had a corporation and he had the exact same thing. And it wasn't millions of dollars. It wasn't tens of millions, hundreds of millions. It was in the, I think in the multi-billion. Well, he was, but, 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 what I know, but what they said about him and even all of them, when you get that money coming in, it's not like you can't straighten your books out eventually. No, you can never because if you're making up everything, but if you're, and you're if, saying but if you're making returns, if you're making money on the stock market, no, but he was he was reliably making like twenty percent growth every year. If you look, he was just making up everything. In the beginning, there must have been some reality. Yeah, but they were spending a lot of goddamn money too. You know, they were they were spending they were spending people's money that it wasn't theirs. You know. Of course, yeah, that's part of the problem, too, is if you on the paperwork, because there were some ladies involved, and this is a tangent, but, but it's important, there were some ladies involved in this that were interviewed, and some man that lost a lot of money in England, he interviewed these people, and she had all the documents that he had emailed, I mean, uh, letters, all the letters, all well, the all statements, the statements. Yeah, had, all, all the bullshit, well, yeah, she had them all, because not a lot of people keep them. She had them all in order, and you could see. So you're saying, oh, he could, he could come over, he could come out of it by simply paying back the money. But no, a lot of it was going to his Palm Springs houses. And That's what I'm saying. Other I'm saying you could have the initial pre principle of the investment somehow, or some way, and That's what, and made the made the money off the money, and put that, that yeah. That's what the bankruptcy court does, is they figure out how much capital, or uh, I think they call it, what is it in the beginning, the 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 first the first part that you put in, right? You're going to get your, what happened with that case, in other cases as well. You're not getting, they, and you're going to, let me tell you, the fake growth, look at me carefully, they have people that own the Mets. They had, this is like a lot of Jewish folks. They had some heavy hitters who made a ton of money. And they
And in some cases, they ask for the profit back from their money. You know what I mean? They made, wait a minute, you invested 10 million and you walked away with 32 million? No, we want something back. You're not a victim. You're not a victim when you made money, pulled it out, invested, built it, whatever the case may be. And like we said, we're not experts. We're just pondering the thought. The one thing that has been troubling me for the longest time, how do you know who to give your money to? What do you look for? You said you went to Fidelity. And the only reason why you went to Fidelity, and I would like to ask you, do you know where your money is as far as Bitcoin is in Fidelity? Is it backing one of their investments? Because basically, Fidelity just brought in a whole new money stream. Yeah. Are you making any interest off your coin? Are they investing well, in, in any of their products? Well, we can look at what's happening. It's called FBTC. It's a spot Bitcoin ET exchange product. Uh, so we can look at it. And what I've noticed is it's gone up. So is it real? That's hard to say. That, that to answer that question, you have to know what happens in the future. I don't know what's happening in the future. You said so, it went up, right? You said it went up. Yeah, we can look at it. We can okay, do so what if, it, what if you put 5000 in and you're showing 8 right now? Yeah, yeah. Would it be a good investor to take out the 3? Of course. And work, uh, and, and, you know, once you get to a point where it gets, you, 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 you sound like you even tilt your, your investment. You put in five, it's at 11,000. I'm inclined to take out the six because anything else is their money I'm working with. I'm not working with my hard cash. And when you do want to take out money, is it cash, the cash you put in, or you get a coin? What do you get? How do you, what do you want to pull out? You gave them cash to buy the coin. Now you want to get out. Yeah, you purely get cash because that US dollars because it is. That's what you gave them. Unlike these exchanges that are a little bit sketchy, Fidelity is just a brokerage, and they and it's an exchange traded product, right? So it is just like a stock. But it it's is, volatile. It's volatile. Did they tell you when you invested? Oh, it's much more volatile. You yeah. can lose your money. Absolutely. Well, that's true of any stock. So you asked a good question. You say, well, let's take the the growth out. But if you believe in the long-term growth of That's it, a, bull- a it, fool's belief, knowing that. Like, no, no, Reggie, listen to this. I don't want to listen. If, if you do believe in the long-term growth of it, and let's say right. it's not 5,000, let's say it's a million, right? And let's say it's doubled, a million, right? There are consequences. If you're talking about $5,000, there's not much of a consequence for taking 3,000. Right. But if you take, but let's say you put in a million and it's gone to three million. I want my two. I want want my damn, I want my two. If you take those two million dollars, you know what happens, right? There's all kinds of capital gains. Okay, well, stop right there. That was a setup question because I want to tell you something. And for all of our audience and even for myself and everybody, the IRS just hired three huge tech companies. They just put $8.6 billion into their budget. And all Bitcoin transactions are taxable. Are public and taxable, yes. Yeah. Whether you got a private exchange, a private 
blockchain, Fidelity. You know Fidelity sending you a 
whenever you refer to them, and I didn't know this either, is you have to refer to their trademarks. You know, that's why it says Visa and it has the little registered R and T and, and down at the bottom it says all rights uh, reserved for Visa and MasterCard. Visa and MasterCard are two separate companies, right. as far as I can tell. And, and one of them I think is here. MasterCard is here in White Plains. And um, what's happening is the, the question is what did they do? They, did they, what did they promote? In their white paper, they said they had deals with MasterCard. And, and what did they actually do? I think they tried to call MasterCard, but that doesn't mean you have a deal. You try to call, you can't reach them, so you just assume that they'll deal. They'll, and if you listen to Cliff High who, in the YouTube video, he says, uh, wait a second, you mean banks have agreed to this? Well, but, 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 but the deal that they are pitching to the consumers is we are affiliated with an FCC bank that will give people the confidence to know that the money is insured. But remember, it's Visa and MasterCard. So I yes, they, they have a deal with Visa MasterCard. That's what they sold, and it wasn't true. And they promoted some CEO that was in Canada that wasn't true. And both of those are fraud, right? So, and on top of it, there are rules about being a money transmitter. Yeah, deceptive practices is what the rules, yeah, yeah. But there's also licenses. Yeah, that's right, 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 right. To be a money transmitter. So, and, and Robin Hood, if you go on their site, they have these things that there's bit licenses. And, 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 and Fidelity. Well, of course, Fidelity is the king. And, and, what did you say the other one, the uh, it, it, um, the other blockchain, the, um, the one that they... There's, there's hundreds of them, Coinbase, Kraken, right. but only a few of them are legal in New York State. I so think those exchanges are very private, a few of them, because... They're centralized, privately owned, and I think Coinbase is a publicly traded company, okay. but it's a private, centrally managed company it's not like you can look at their database right their 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 source is not open source they don't reveal anything everything is a black box from the outside of course they they want to appear as if they're decentralized but they're very centralized and uh there's nothing they're actually one of the more honest ones but that's not saying much right. for a uh, an industry that has no regulation the fundamental point is that the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ are exchanges. They are not clearing Exactly. Their money, they're, yeah. I mean, when they're you say exchanges. Uh -huh. Clearinghouse is a whole separate, we have to look up the real definition uh, online. But you, you, the key word is exchange. One person invests, they need a mechanism, and you're exchanging for a product or a good or a service. Am I wrong? Well, the exchange is where the buyer and the seller meet, right, right? right? And there's something called a market maker, too, right? Because let's say you go in. No, but all these terms really are important, right? What is a market maker? Because all my life I've heard that. What does that even mean, right? When And, and I think I have a limited understanding of it is – if you go into Coinbase, uh -huh. right, and you go into their advanced trading option, okay. right, they have the ability to put in a buy order or a sell order 
at a particular price. Right. Okay. right? If it dips and this low, sell it. If it goes this high, leave it. Or exactly. pull dividends out. Right, right. But there's a different type of order, which is called a market order. Okay. Let's say you just want, you have a hundred shares of whatever, Apple stock, and you just want to get rid of it. You enter there and you just click and they send, they give you the highest fee because what you are doing is you're submitting your shares into the market and whatever happens, happens. And whatever the current market price is, but do you know that during that instant when you're doing that, there are a lot of things going on there. And there's one uh, fraud called front running. So they see the order. They, and 100 shares is not a lot. So let's say it was a billion shares. Like let's say you were Jeff Bezos and you're selling uh, uh, whatever hundreds of millions of shares of Amazon at one point in time. What is that going to do to the price? Right. Now there's an infinite supply. Somebody put out a billion shares of Amazon, and um, and they're just saying whatever you want to pay for it, tell me. That's, that and, that and stock drops. No. It, yeah, it's going to drop like a rock, right? So that's not what Jeff Bezos does. Well, he just took some it. money out. He just took some ten billion out or something. He did. Yes, I know. It's only two percent or three percent of his holding. Right. He owns a lot of Amazon. But the point is, there's a whole process to do that. He first of all has to announce it because he's a he's a insider, and then he he does it through a program. They don't. I think he announces it, so then you, we already know it's going to happen. But when it happens, I think it happens slowly. And think about it: the New York Stock Exchange and the Nasdaq are a Big, bigger market than cryptocurrency. Let's say you're on a cryptocurrency exchange with the Centra Tech coin, and there's only like three or four buyers. And, and, and the volume exchange is only three. Let's say you're trying to sell your uh, Picasso painting. There's not a lot of people in the world that want it, right? So you might only have one buyer. You have to deal with that one buyer. But, but the point is, in these small illiquid, they call illiquid meaning there's not many buyers and not many sellers. Yeah. You can manipulate things. So let's say this one buyer of the Picasso painting really wants it. You can just drive up your price. You can just keep saying, I, no. He says, I'll buy, I'll pay you a hundred million for it. No. Two hundred million. No. Three hundred million. No. Well, yeah, well, stop right, right there for a minute. Yeah. Somebody wants to, but we, my question was earlier. Somebody wants to buy something. Yes. And he's going to receive something. Yes. But the, you asked, what does the exchange do? The exchange is not just, a, uh, it's not just that. It's not bringing two people. Obviously, the stock exchange. The exchange does, is not to bring you two together. The exchange is there for any type of transaction to be held or to be made. There's a mechanism. There's a mechanism. Yeah. You meet me. It's like the phone. You know. You know. Bell, remember the, they put the wire to the cup to the ear, and then you from one end to the other yeah. end. You know what I'm saying? It's software, right? right. I believe you know because I have a limited understanding too, because they're not like very uh, open and and uh, and transparent about these things. But it's software that matches buyers and sellers. Right. But who? No, it also has to do with time, and there's something called front running, and there's also called um, uh, it, uh, what's it called? Speed trading or something like that, where the time that you, the distance you are from the exchange matters. Okay, so stop right, right there. Because stop right there. 
Spring because front running, and I know what you're talking about because there was an issue with the fiber optic cables that was delaying, and they were missing trades by seconds, and it was massive money. What is front? We're talking about million, million, I'm talking million, about million, 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 million dollars worth yeah. of stuff. Well, yeah, they, well, they only make money off of, of points. They, uh, listen, you got $25 billion and all of a sudden, something goes up by two points. That's millions. They move yeah, yeah, on that. What is, yeah, front, you, what is front running? Yeah, front running, front running, let's say I'm Jeff Bezos, and I'm selling uh, $100 million Amazon stock, uh-huh. right? They get in there. They know the stock is going to drop. So let's say he instead he was buying a hundred million, right? Because it makes more sense in a positive way. So let's say they know he's going to go in there and he's going to buy a hundred million shares. Mm-hmm. They're closer, and this is my understanding because it, it's called uh, there's a name for it, it's speed trading, or uh, I forget the exact name for it. But they see the order before everyone else sees it, right? right? So what do they do? They know the the price is going to pull, uh, skyrocket, right? Because this guy is buying 100 million shares of Amazon. I'm doing an extreme case. So they buy it before uh, the order comes in, and then they sell it hmm. at a higher price. They keep it. So they make they small price. points off of major money. Yeah, yeah. front running. You can look it up. Is front running just means that you. Do the order before the order. Because remember, in the old days, you used to call in the order yeah. to a broker. Well, that guy is going to execute the order. But what if he's corrupt or she's corrupt? And she says, and she or he owns that. that uh, that's, why they, that's why these investors and these billionaires and millionaires have their own trader on that floor. Yes, maybe, maybe, maybe. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Come on. But it's all done electronically now. It's not done. It's not done. Well, here's what was talked about a few years back when it comes down to trading. Certain internet speeds made a huge difference in trading, and we're talking seconds. Yeah. Yeah. that these companies, massive. These big time companies were having these fiber optic cables installed. Yeah. It was lightning speed. And yeah. before you know it, they was they were watching the watching the ledger, watching the trading, and all yeah. of a sudden, boom! It's who gets there first. That yeah, and that's why they're close to the exchange. I worked at 120 Broadway, mm-hmm. and one time I came down the elevators, and there's all these odd uh, shambled people coming out of the elevator from the basement. I think there was a gym down there, but there's also I believe a trading floor because this is all murky and I never saw it, so I don't know for a fact. But I asked, who are these people? And somebody I think was honest and told me, oh, they those are the they rent the space because remember, 120 Broadway is right next to the New York Stock Exchange, right? Right. So there's wires that, that are those running. Those are all connected. But 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 uh, Reggie, also the distance matters, right? Because uh, the the transmission, the, the transmission, the transmission. Nothing can break the speed of light. Right. So if you are um, physically the closest, because they don't allow you right in the New York Stock Exchange, right. I don't think. You know, but if you're in the next building, then you can do this front running more effectively than someone that's in Iowa, for instance. 
right? And I want has to get transmitted to them. And obviously, you're going to get that information before them. We're talking exactly. about milliseconds. It's, like it's like the internet, you know? But yeah, just like the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's now, why you have data centers in multiple places. So and the number one thing, you, the number one thing you wanted to talk about was these particular three individuals. Market manipulation and yes. the shenanigans that they did. So what? What is really coming? So your, so your viewers don't get scared. Well, right? we we we're not going to allow that. So now what I'm trying to figure out, and 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 we 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 got to be as real as possible. This is the facts in the Porcupine Podcast. Your host Reginald Swinney with our special guest Ralph Lizzo. He's my Yazo, Yazo, right? Yeah, how do you say your last name, sir? Yazo, Yazo. Mr. Yazo, okay. So, Mr. Yazo is an investor. He doesn't tell you what to do, and I don't either. So now, to protect you, here's what I'm seeing. I think I'm just reading a lot of people that got too much damn money that want more. Or, or they're early in this crypto game, and it's all monopoly money to them. I know some people that they could just be playing it. They're in it. They got coins. When the, if it, if anything happens with government regulation and it it winds up on the stock market, everybody they they got the full one. But Matt knows better. I got to talk to Matt. You probably get this, and I'll send it over to him and ask him what it was opinion. And he may hear some things in there that he may want to clarify. That's if he wants to. Absolutely. So now, that, yeah, yeah, we got to get him in. You got, we'll, we'll we'll let him know. I said, see him the other day. He's really tired up. He travels a lot, and he's a good person. He's honest. But I just want to point out that the early days of crypto and Bitcoin, there was no tying back to a person. There was no know your It was just floating money in the air. You had a. It was yeah. You had a. You had a. You had. Your, you basically had a computer connection, and you had some. And you, and you had a. And you had a list of numbers that allow you to log into your blockchain or your your coins. No, no keys, no coins, or something like that. They were saying. So absolutely, I understand that fully. But but remember, the early days of of Bitcoin, people ran the mining software, the Bitcoin Core, right. on their computer, right. and they were part of the network. Right. And then every time a block was mined, meaning they found the hash that made it complete. Right, because in order for a, a a block to get onto the blockchain, it has to uh, fit. There's a, a a hash algorithm that makes sure that it hasn't been manipulated. How do you know that things are true? You have to. You have, if someone sends you a letter, how do you know that someone in between hasn't changed words in that? Well, letter? here's the biggest fraud going on now, without even crypto. Big construction companies. Somebody gets a letter saying that, by the way, our company has relocated its office and we changed our bank. <laughs> yeah, that's a type of... Yeah, uh, that happened. Somebody got beat. What did the fuck did he tell me? Excuse my language. Did he tell me 65000 75000 So listen to this now. So they get this letter. No one, no one it went, it went through the company's email of maybe 20 people, whatever. These people are doing It's in construction. So a week goes by and they get a phone call from the company that they owe the money. And the guy goes, hey, we're still waiting on that check. Did you ever send it out? They said, wait a minute. We electronically wired you this money. It was the wrong company. Wrong company. Different bank. They never checked. So what I'm getting at is this. You made an investment. 
you went with an institution that had a name, that had a foundation, had blah, blah, blah. That's a Canadian bank as well. Fidelity. Yes, You only went with them because have you read your fine print? What if something happens to your investment? Are you able to? I, you it's a it. small investment. It's more. I get it. You're doing it to be in the game to get a, and you're going to pay taxes on that small investment. Did you earn anything? Because if you didn't earn it, even if now here's what the guy. This is on the show. If you are a crypto investor. And you lost money. That's a tax loss. If you're a crypto investor and you made money, that's capital gains. So in U.S. dollars, if you lost, well, well, the the, the ledgers and the blockchains and the the miners are all being watched because, like I just said, the IRS, because all this money, all this immigration, all these people coming in this country are wiring Western Union. You know, all of them. They are getting ready to lock this shit down. And the biggest reason why people are using crypto and all that, because they don't want to pay the taxes. Well, yeah. They want to hide the money. It's not quite, it's a completely transparent. Yes, exactly. But uh, no, I don't think that's true that it's only that. There's a valid use case. It's the inflation, the hedge against inflation. You want it? Okay. Okay. but, But going back to what you said, the blockchain is completely transparent, but but remember that all the transparency is in the amounts and in the addresses. There's no names. Mm-hmm. They call mm-hmm. it pseudonymous, right? But the way our governments get the names is through the know your customer laws. But they only came about much more recently. So there are million hundreds of million billions of dollars in in cryptocurrency that are just tied to addresses no names i think we talked about in one of the other shows there was a young man 30 years old 33 years old or so in georgia i think we talked about his name james Zong, and he was one of the people involved in Bitcoin very early. And you remember there was, and I think I told this story called Silk Road. I remember. Yes, yes, yes. There was an exchange. And this young man, James Zong, must have been, I don't know if he, I heard of some people that use Silk Road just to store their Bitcoin because they didn't trust storing it themselves. So I don't know if James Zong used it the same way. Or well, they were buying way. weed and selling stuff well, and, whatever, yeah, and all exactly. that. Yeah. But what he did, James Zong, I think, was also a programmer. And what he did is he took out his 500 Bitcoin. He had 500 Bitcoin. He had it in Silk Road. He 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 may have known that there were bugs in the system, and he clicked took that out thing and, and it kept it, clicking and yeah, clicking. I said I said that, but I'm not sure exactly what. Well, he that's did, what they that said was, because if he didn't use that email, he should have used a different another email. To move those coins, and it would have never. Well, That's he made a mistake many, many years later. Right. Yes, but that, well, but that had. So he ended up with fifty thousand Bitcoin that he extracted from. Couple uh, of billion so, dollars too. 
now, now, back then it was hundreds of thousands, but then, but he knew since he was involved and, and he also was autistic mm -hmm. and you feel for him. That's the guy that was in the cabinet by himself with his mother and all of that other good stuff. Not his mother. I don't think his mother, but he, he was autistic and he had a dog and he lived in Georgia and he did have, and he was a, a person that, that liked friends and he would help his yeah, friends the girls. Fight, him, yeah. fight him all over i remember that we talked yeah yeah but i don't think he abused anybody or anything like that i don't know but in the end no, he didn't abuse he, anybody he just stole everybody's money no wait 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 now you're mixing up things. no no i'm but sorry he, you're right you're right you're right yeah. he he invested he, he found this, a glitch and yeah and fbi guy, that how he got that all, money all he did was extract 50,000 Bitcoin from Silk Road. Silk Road was an underground. An underground, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. he ripped uh, them off. That's what the Fed said. The Fed said that even though he found the glitch and clicking, 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 and clicking, and it kept giving him more and more coins, it wasn't his. Even though it was a... It, it yes, was, I agree. He took, it, that, he took it throughout the system. throughout the. He took it out of the blockchain, out of the system. And, and and he would have got he was he would have got away with everything. But then the other thing he did, he called the police because he got robbed. You remember? Somebody broke it, into well, him. I'm, I'm the one that described that right, and right. I read the same. Right. Yeah, it was sad. There's a documentary about it, and and he had hundreds of millions. I, I think like he was home free. He was He was home free. Maybe four hundred. Yeah, four hundred thousand. He even described to the FBI agents or the IRS agents or whoever the police that came that. They, they asked him, well, how did you transfer a million dollars in cash in the airport? He says, well, I just bought a, um, a luggage on Amazon. He, he, oh, he, they said, oh, did you buy a really fancy luggage? He says, no, no, I just I ordered it on Amazon, right? So, you know. Well, wait a minute, let me ask you a question. When he ordered it, did he use a credit card? Wait, wait, credit card doesn't matter. He had some real cash. I, I and he had, okay, I get he that. Had he had Bitcoin that he mined, so he had legal Bitcoin. It's not illegal. I, I'm not saying Bitcoin. he didn't. I'm just saying, how did he buy anything? Because Bitcoin, do you get a credit but card? He, but, but he also earned real U.S. dollars. No, we too. know that. He was okay, a real okay, person. Okay, okay. So when he bought a, a luggage on Amazon, doesn't cost that much, right? right? It's like twenty bucks. He he just orders it All on right. his credit card, so, right? But the, the point was that he was so honest. He actually told them how he transported because he had millions of dollars in cash too. And he, when when and he locked his and, ass up too. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but remember, he only got a year and a day in prison. And he had to pay right? back all that money. And they took all the money, right? And on top of it, they sold it. That's right. You know, and they, yeah, they sold you know it. They stole that coins too, you know. So listen, we got people listening, and we had a couple of fraud cases coming down the line with um, people setting up their own coin, BTCs, different things like that. What does somebody, if somebody doesn't, so the person in Florida, these guys in Florida, they did a white paper. They was as bogus as you can be. How did these investors did not check into them? It goes back to what I said is I believe in this fury or this, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, you know, what's it called when people go crazy? Uh, the uh, crazy. Where <laughs> yeah, crazy. But in this rush to be get in it. Get in yeah, it. Get in it. Or they call it FOMO, fear of missing out. The people, 
It passed it. And remember, we talked, I think people in their 20s or 30s, we talked about the chances of them buying a house. Let's say you're saving up for a house. The house goes from uh, 500,000, 600,000, 700, a million, 2 million, 3 million. And you said, wait, I'm never going to be able to earn any way enough. To, any way to make the money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they, yeah, exactly. So at that point, you become somewhat desperate and you say, look, Hey, I, I can invest in this uh, coin that says it's going to be the next credit card, coin, crypto, whatever, and I'll be a, a billionaire like uh, that guy James Ong, right? And, and I just wanted to finish with that James Ong is he only got a year and a day because, in my opinion, what did he do wrong? He took 50,000 Bitcoin from a, 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 a charged criminal, right? At that point, he wasn't, but he eventually is in jail, right? The Ross Albright guy, and it was only worth maybe a hundred thousand dollars at that point. If the if he had turned it into the FBI, they would have sold it for a hundred thousand. Instead, ten years later, they get thirty three billion dollars. Exactly. We should be shaking the guy's hand. We should be saying. But what I want to know, I want to know that the people that invested, whether it be him or the others. If they, if that other gentleman that he got those coins from through that glitch, he got them from somewhere. Yeah. You know, you have, you have a ledger. So, all right. I've been in, I have coins. All of a sudden, my coins are wiped out due to this guy's shenanigan. Feds come in and they do it. Why can't I prove the fact that I'm a, oh, well, you know what? That's why you file your taxes because if you don't have the coin, when you when you file your taxes, you only declare capital gains. Right, but you can declare you can declare a loss, whether it's a bitcoin or whatever. But who is sending you your who is sending you statements? How do you get a statement? How do you prove that? That's a good point. There are Coinbase's trying to do something like that. There are tax coin uh, crypto sites. I mean, they're going to make it. That's a business you and I should start. Is the tax? Well, 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 the gentleman that he's doing the taxes in the, the conversation that we had recently with the IRS and with all these other guys and you, it almost seems like there's floating lost money, but came from real currency. Is what you know? That's my my thing. I, I don't. I, How, I, okay, I, time out. I got this. How do I buy? I want to. You bought. What did you give Fidelity to get your account? You gave the money, right? How did oh, you open up your account? Well, I have a Fidelity account. Yeah, but you I have mean, one. This is not an advertisement for Fidelity. It's just no, we're not. No, no. Fidelity. I mean, you're, you're, we're, 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 we're trying to make sure that people, if they're interested in getting in, they go with these type way, of yeah. legitimate broker houses or banks that. You know, yeah. they're slowly building their own blockchain base. And, but Matt would be good to come on to clear Yeah, up. let's talk to Matt. Because yeah, we're trying to make sure that, and from what I got out of this and what I read when I read the other one, you got to be a real stupid ass. Or you got to be really, uh, have enough money that you can say, you know what, I got this $10,000, I'm going to play with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, no different than the guy that bought the Trump sneakers for 9000 the new sneakers that Trump's got. He bought it, well, but it has value now. He bought, he gave somebody 9000 Now he's got an item that probably with this, he could put it on eBay, but you never know. It could go up. Who knows? But what I'm getting at is.